The IDP Pros Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by GameTime. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use the promo code CFBX on your first purchase to save $20. Download the GameTime app and use the promo code CFBX. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the underdog pick'em in college or NFL and win up to 20 times your entry in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. We're also brought to you by VSIN. Sign up now and save 10% off a of VSIN Pro annual subscription when you use the promo code SGP. Head on over to VSIN.com backslash subscribe and use the promo code SGP. Finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit HOFBets.com. Use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. The IDP Pro Players Pod is a proud member of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, home of the hottest, smartest, and fastest-growing sports gambling and fantasy football providers in professional sports entertainment to date. And now, without any further delay, here's your veteran, infamous No Dirty O in season and senior IDP pros, Johnny the Greek and Gary, the IDP tipster, coming off the edge as always with their deepest standard league NFL defensive takes. Welcome back to the IDP Pros Podcast. My name is Johnny the Greek. I am joined this week, just like every week, with the senior IDP analyst for the SGPN Network, the man, the myth, the legend, the IDP tipster, coming off an incredible victory over Notre Dame. Gary, how are you, sir? Yeah, how about them Buckeyes, man? Shit. What a game. What a game. No doubt, man. No doubt. A defensive game until the second half, man, and then it just freaking opened up. And, I mean, I I was about ready to cry that last five or ten minutes, man. <laughs> I was. I said, oh, come on. Come on. Lo and behold, man, they pulled that shit out. Yeah, eight, and they did it with a run at the one-yard line, too. Like right. that, that, that was beautiful. That was good stuff. Yep. Yes, sir. So we got plenty of good stuff this week. We're going to cover all the week three news and notes. Uh, we've got injuries up the ass this week. It is unbelievable. Uh, you mentioned Sebastian might have some injury updates for us later in the episode. Yeah, we do. We have at least his top three. We're going to try to carry a top three each week. Awesome, man. We definitely need it because we've got all kinds of guys this week. We'll cover each one as we get to it. I have not quite seen a season like this exactly in the last few years. Well, I mean, we've seen more and more rotations, but on top of these injuries, on top of guys like Chin, Simmons, some of these others that we've lost, and then we're looking at the rotations that they have right now, and we've got players that are recording top-end type stats, and they're only playing like 75 80% of the snaps. This is making it a lot more difficult on all analysts, especially IDP when it comes to snap counts, because it's a big portion of that, to try to find this balance. So you guys have to be a little bit patient with everybody out there. Yeah, 
Yeah, and uh, like you said, the injuries, too. It's brutal, man. I'm looking at, like, 10 names right here, and they're big names, too, so it's not great. But, you know, we'll do what we can. We'll get you set up here with the waivers. Let's get it kicked off here with last Thursday's game, Giants 49ers. Just going right down the list here from the Giants to the Niners. At safety, Jason Pinnock, 100% of snaps. Xavier McKinney, 100%. Bobby Okariki, linebacker, Giants, 100%. That's all normal. Micah McFadden, 72% at linebacker. That's normal. On the defensive line, Kayvon Thibodeau, 87%. Leonard Williams, 75%. Dexter Lawrence, 73%. Isaiah Simmons, still only 28%. Any thoughts on the Giants from last week? Well, at this point, I mean, I just mentioned Simmons and Chen, and I mentioned last show, it's around week four or five that I'm going to decide whether or not I'm cutting bait if I got him on a bench deep. Because we're getting ready to get into these bye weeks and we're really going to sort through who's going to be more serviceable for the rest of the season. And you're going to have to make room. So as far as I'm concerned, I mean, realistically, Simmons is gone. And Chen, he's right there knocking at that freaking door. The only reason I wouldn't drop him this week is Xavier Woods' injury. There's a lot of stuff going on here. But when it really comes down to McFadden, Dude's been impressive. He's keeping those uh, snap counts up. This is three weeks in a row, and he's producing. So another one of those guys in the 70 range and snap counts, but he's putting out LB1 numbers, and you've got to kind of roll with that. Name, no name, big name, stud, it doesn't matter. Dude's producing. I'm with you on that. That's the that's just the world we're in now, where uh, if we can get 100% of snap linebackers, it's great, but they're going extinct, so we'll take these guys, no doubt. McKinney actually showing up this year. Uh, it, that's kind of cool to see, too. So it's kind of a weird situation across the board. We have a LB2 that normally wouldn't even have seen 30 or 40% of the snaps on average ne- next to Okariki from past history just last year in this scheme. And at the same time, we got Xavier McKinney making a difference. Yep, Giants are definitely looking a little different this year. Over on the Niners, Fred Warner, linebacker, 100% of snaps. That's normal. Hafunga, 90% at safety. That's pretty normal. Tayshawn Gibson, 98%. So Dre Greenlaw was hurt late in this one. He did get to play 84% of snaps before it happened. There was a slight Oren Burks linebacker bump. And then also Demetrius Flanagan Fowles is the direct replacement. Let's just hope we don't have to deal with any of that crap because Flanagan Fowles is awful. We've been down this road before. On the defensive line, Nick Bosa, 78% of snaps, so he's getting right back up there where we need him. And Javon Hargrave, 68%. Anything on the Niners that stuck out to you? Other than warning people off about Oren Burks as a really good waiver wire pickup. I mean, sure, he is if Greenlaw is out. But that's really playing it down to the line, and I don't think that I would uh, even go there because I'll probably end up replacing him right away. Yeah, right. It, it, unless Greenlaw's out, Flanagan Fowles is taught you like 50% of snaps tops. And this was a blowout game, too. They had starters resting and backups in, so that could be smoke and mirrors as well. Let's move it along to Colts and Ravens. We'll start with the Colts uh, at safety, no movement. Uh, Blackman and Thomas, both 100% of snaps. That's normal. At linebacker, Zaire Franklin, 100%. That's normal. Shaq Leonard down again to 69% of snaps. EJ Speed up again to 50% of snaps. And then on the defensive line, Buckner, 79%. 
Equity Pay, 68%. Grover Stewart, 60%. Samson Ebucom, 64%. Gary, what the hell with the EJ Speed Leonard stuff? What do you think? <laughs> I don't know. It's about time to just drop Leonard and get speed, it looks like, because he's the one that's really produced per snap. I don't think I'm personally making either move, unless it's a really deep league. Of course, I avoided Leonard like the plague this year. Um, it's not like I haven't left on my dynasties anywhere either. I think the uh, weirdest thing of it all would be that the uh, Blackman at the free safety position has been producing. And I don't know if it's because all of a sudden they have Quiddy Pay really coming up and then the matchups, but either way, you've got to get Blackman on your radar. It's kind of tough to pick him up, but he's had like two really solid weeks. Jonathan Macri from PFF mentioned this too. Uh, Blackman is lining up in really good spots on the field, in the box quite a bit, in the slot quite a bit. So closer to the action, uh, more involved in the action. Nice. Let's have a look at the Ravens. Pretty much par for the course here. So at safety, Kyle Hamilton, 100% of snaps. We got to talk about him in a second. Brandon Stevens, also 100%. Roquan and Queen, 100% of snaps. Geno Stone as the third safety, 100% of snaps. Uh, Clowney, 58% on the defensive line, and Justin Matabukaki, 76% of snaps. Dude, so Kyle Hamilton, three sacks, and I've got people in my DMs all day today saying, were we wrong? Do we pick up Kyle Hamilton? And here's my thoughts on this. If it's going to be all splash plays, you can't rely on it. It's it's not going to be an every week thing. You definitely have to apply that. So I got his numbers right here. So weeks one and two, no more than four combined tackles. So a little bit of a slow start. But this last week, nine combined tackles and three sacks. And I think what you and me have been talking about is the tackle floor is just not going to be there, right? With uh, Roquan and Queen in front of them, I, there ain't going to be much yes, to sir. Yes, sir. It's got to be an outlier performance. I mean, you can't really knock on anybody to go grab the guy. But at the same time, I don't think that that's going to stick. I'm with you on that. And I think he could be similar to like an older Minka Fitzpatrick of past years where you get those weak winning performances like a lot of people got this week, but it's not going to happen all the time. A lot of moving pieces here. So just keep that in mind. We're also brought to you by game time. You ever been stressed out trying to buy tickets, trying to get them at the last minute, hunting down, looking for the best price, competing with other buyers for a popular event. Well, buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Game Time offers flash deals on last-minute tickets, easy-to-find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area, images of the seat views, a low-price guarantee, event cancellation protection, and job loss protection. Forget planning months in advance, Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Snag the tickets without the stress using GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, use the promo code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CFBX for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going 5 for 5. From now until October 4th, Underdog is matching 100% of first deposits up to $500. The $100,000 Sundays continue on Underdog Fantasy. There's a total of $2 million in prizes all season long, $100,000 in weekly prizes, 
10K to 10 people this week, and a new sweepstakes every week of the NFL season. This week's higher lower is Tyreek Hill receiving yards at 91.5. Even if you're wrong, you still have a chance to win 10K. So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $500. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. Let's move on to Browns and Titans. Uh, we'll start with the Titans at safety. Kevin Biard, 93% of snaps. Imani Hooker, 97%. Normal, normal. At linebacker, Aziz Alshair, 92%. Normal. Jack Gibbons, 80%. Looks good. Uh, Harold Landry, 59%. That looks good. Jeffrey Simmons, 79% at defensive tackle. Looks good. Danico Autry, 55%. That's about normal. Anything on the Titans that stuck out to you? Well, is it Jack Gibbons has got a huge boost now in uh, snap counts? About a 20% bump, yeah. There's another case scenario right there. This guy's been averaging that lower, you know, LB2 type numbers, uh, snap counts. And now we're looking at a guy that just got a boost and he's producing. Got to quit ignoring these guys, I guess. Um, If you're sitting on some names and ain't producing, he's definitely one that you want to look at. When it comes to, let's see, Altry has really been rolling lately. So he's become a pretty dependable defensive tackle play. Yeah, he's been great. And uh, in Yahoo, he's got this crazy designation where he's D-T-D-E-D-L. So you can plug him anywhere, which is great. (laughs) That's hilarious, man. But that's cool as hell. And Amani Hooker, I'm just, I'm not picking this guy up. I got a personal vendetta against this dude because I called him a breakout last year, right? And probably the year before that. Well, no, I don't do him two years in a row, but the previous year to that one. Damn, where was this to begin with? You know, I, I mean, the, the changing of the guard, it's definitely put Hooker into a uh, better situation. So enjoy. Over on the Browns, at safety, Delpit, 96% of snaps. That's normal. Juan Thornhill, back from injury, 96% of snaps. Uh, Apparently, that's what we're going to see out of him. At linebacker, still a dumpster fire. Anthony Walker, 77%. uh, Jeremiah Uusu-Koromoa, 67%. Taki Taki, 56%. So, still no help there. On the defensive line, Garrett, 77%. Three sack performance, monster day. Zedarius Smith, 62% of snaps. Tomlinson, 54%. And Okoronkwo, 56%. Anything on the Browns? Was this a blowout? Yeah, I mean, uh, it was like 20, 29 to 3 or something like that. Yeah, I was thinking it was kind of rough around the edges there. Juan Thornhill is very interesting. I brought up his name. He's back and he's healthy. I don't necessarily think that his being back on the field had any direct impact on why Delpit didn't produce very well. It's going to happen. And it wasn't like the hottest safety matchup to begin with heading into the season. So I wouldn't get too concerned about Delpit. I definitely come back and look at the start sit charts. Uh, when I get them out this week, uh, I, I don't think you're going to have any problem just going ahead and inserting them as normal. Yeah, I got you covered here. I can tell you why Delpit didn't have a good game. 13 for 25, 104 yards, Ryan Tannehill. Derrick Henry, Tajay Spears combined for 15 whole carries. Total first downs for the Tennessee Titans, six the entire game. 
if there's no offense, your IDP can't produce. If they're on the bench because the opposing offense keeps going three and out, your IDP can't produce. This is the perfect example of that. Moving on to Falcons and Lions, we will start on the Falcons side of things. So Richie Grant, Jesse Bates at safety, both 100% of snaps. That's normal. At linebacker, Caden Ellis, 100% of snaps, continues to look real good. Troy Anderson was back from injury, 90% of snaps. That's looking good. On the defensive line, Bud Dupree, 76%. Grady Jarrett, 74%. David Anyamata, 61%. Calais Campbell, 66%. It's kind of surprising. Anyamata is hanging out there as a decent defensive tackle play. Jesse Bates is back. Yeah, it took one week. Yep, he was looking good. That's for sure. Okay, on the Lions side of things, so... Kirby Joseph was inactive, injury at safety. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson done for the season at safety. That means Tracy Walker's back, 100% of snaps last week. Brian Branch also 100% of snaps last week. We're going to have to see how this shakes out when Kirby Joseph is active. I'd wager a bet that Tracy Walker's back. What do you think? You got to think so. I mean, with Chauncey Gardner out, yes, they, they you would definitely think that. I'm still playing it safe myself. I'm a big Kirby Joseph fan, and I mean, even if he plays next week, I think I'm just avoiding the situation until we get everybody healthy, everybody playing for a couple of weeks. If I've got other options, I'm just avoiding this, even though I know that it's just going to be a big producer. If I find out Joseph Kirby is out, sure, straight to Branch, straight to Walker. But if all three are healthy, I'm I'm pausing. Yep, too many chefs in the kitchen. We'll have to see how that shakes out. I'm with you there. At linebacker, Alex Anzalone, 100% of snaps. Derek Barnes, a little bit of a bump, 72%. And Jack Campbell, a little bit of a bump, 57%. And then on the defensive line, Hutchinson, 84%. That's normal. Harris, 61%. Bit of a bump there. He wasn't the only one that got a bump. Uh, there's a good, They had a rotation going. I'm not quite sure... Uh, how the game flow was going exactly, but it does look like they increased their rotation on the defensive line to me. Yep. Oh, yeah. It, it's it's You can tell by how the game goes how these rotations are going to go because the Falcons got behind and had to try and pass their way back into it. And you could see the pass rush rotation increase as that occurred. Thoughts on Barnes? Are you feeling a little better now that he's up to 72? He is like one of the main ones. I'm talking to, I talked about Gibbons on Tennessee a little while ago. I mean, but... He's, he's averaging, I believe, a little bit more than Barnes is. But to shoot, Barnes is, he's producing. And there's no way in the past, the only guy that we would even suggest that was turning out some high-end numbers that you could trust was Alex Singleton, which that's flipped now. But at the same time, with Derek Barnes, you know, it, it's going to be hard. He's, he's done it for like three weeks straight. He's produced. If you're sitting on somebody that's not producing, 70% of the snaps are not. It's kind of hard not to just jump on it and give it a try. And we've seen guys with imperfect playing time produce before. Jermaine Pratt does it every year. Alex Singleton does it every year. It definitely happens. Yep. All right. Let's move on to Saints and Packers. We'll start with the Saints. Uh, At linebacker, nothing crazy. Demario Davis, 100% of snaps. Pete Werner, 99%. At safety, Tyron Matthew, 100% of snaps. Marcus May suspended three games. I can't remember what for, but. Howdy, oh, 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 I got it. I got it. What is you it? know why he's doing good this year? The dude got busted doing illegal substances. Okay, that makes sense. 
Uh, right, Jesus. he's all juiced up out there now. He he was <laughs> like, I'm going to revive this career if it kills me. <laughs> well, it's not working out for him. <laughs> he's suspended for three games. Um, so Howden, whoever that is, H O W E N, is the replacement. And any interest there, Gary? Uh, I mean, it, it for at least two more games. It's 100 percent of snaps uh, safety. Yeah, dude had one tackle. No, yeah, no, yeah. I think I'll pass. <laughs> okay. All right, on the defensive line, uh, all is looking good there. Cameron Jordan, 86%. Granderson, 81%, and signed a four-year deal this week. Gary, you want to give yourself a pat on the back for that? Oh, yeah, I already did, brother. I put the I put the video out from the expo. They had a hot take booth, the old-fashioned uh, podcast, our buddy Justin Mark and his wife. They're a big part of SGPN, and he was at the SGPN Friday night party that they sponsored, and I did a hot take for a shot of whiskey, and I'll be damned if the first thing that didn't come out of my mouth was Granderson's going to be a top 10 DL this year by the end of the season. Nice. Great take. And yeah, dynasty-wise, he's looking spectacular at the moment, anyone that picked him up. So we're looking good on the Saints, except that backup safety situation. Over on the Packers, things are not as good. Quay Walker, all good, 100% of snaps at linebacker. Devondre Campbell, injured, only played 18% of snaps. Isaiah McDuffie, apparently, is the replacement. Oh, yeah, McDuffie's getting it done. I mean, he's filling in there to the equivalent of a LB2. I mean, I'm going to lean towards Walker for sure. But definitely, dude's holding his own. So in some deep D-gen leagues, I, I, I could probably slide him in there because you know some of those don't have any linebackers left on the waiver wire. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And and so Devondre played 18%. McDuffie played 61%. That implies about an 80% snap share for McDuffie as a replacement, which is pretty good. We'll take it. Absolutely. Good waiver wire move there. Uh, on the defensive line, Rashawn Gary, only 38% of snaps, but a massive day in the box score. He's heading in the right direction, that's for sure. Kenny Clark, defensive tackle, 84%, also a huge day in the box score. And then Van Ness dropped down to 20% of snaps, and that makes sense, right? As Rashawn Gary goes up in snaps, Van Ness goes down in snaps. Anything on uh, the rest of the Packers here? I had mentioned Devontae Wyatt last week. Uh, He did drop down a little bit to 44% in snaps from 59 the previous week. And I'm going to go with game flow. The dude flopped. So anybody that uh, happened to flop with me, I did. I did pay for it. I had him in a lineup, D-Gen. Speaking of lineups, sir. The IDP Pros Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by VSIN. Sign up now and save 10% off a VSIN Pro annual subscription when you use the promo code SGP. VSIN Pro annual subscription is great for betting splits, premium analysis, and 24-7 video access. Sean and Ryan are in a contest going head-to-head with other VSIN shows to see who sells the most subscriptions. The winning show gets a $1,000 Super Bowl futures bet. The best part is Sean and Ryan are going to cut you in on the prize if they win. Step one, head on over to VSIN.com backslash subscribe. Use the promo code SGP to sign up. Step two, go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash VSIN to submit your proof of purchase. If they win, you'll get to vote on what team to use the $1,000 Super Bowl future bet on. And if it hits, you'll get an equal piece of the action. 
So head on over to VSIN.com backslash subscribe, use the promo code SGP, and then head over to SportsGamblingPodcast.com backslash VSIN to submit. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bet's revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use the promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. All right, let's pick it up with Texans and Jags. Uh, heading over to the Texans to start things off. Jimmy Ward got his first start of the season, played 95% of snaps. I did not see his stats. We'll have to look that up in a second. Eric Murray was in this week for Jalen Petrie. How did Ward do? Pretty good. He, he, he had a good game. So that's, so that's a good move right there. That's a starting safety. That's just starting because he was injured the first two weeks of the season. Uh, so that's a good move there. If you need a safety at linebacker, a bit of a mess. Denzel Perryman was inactive this week. So Henry two, 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 I guess that's how you say that name played 95% of snaps. <laughs> he, he's, he's, he's a rookie. Uh, Christian Harris, only 62%. Blake Cash, 63%. What a mess. What do you think? Oh, I love it. I love it, man. After watching all last year, we kept saying it. We said it last week, and we keep saying it. Christian Harris is not that good. I don't think he ever made it out of the 30s in the PFF grade. Mm. And I think it's a clear shot here. Pyramid's out, but they chose to play 2-2-2 over Christian Harris. So I'm a believer. I think that if I needed it in a deep league, I could trust it this week that it's going to happen, even if Perriman would play, but only in a deep league. Let's give it another one, and we'll lock him down because I got a feeling it's going to stick this way. I looked at the PFF, and yes, uh, 2 2 2 is not that much better, but he is not that poor either. <laughs> Gotcha. Okay, so that might be the move. I mean, Perryman's definitely the guy, but but uh, the rookie could be in for a good, you know, little role here. Rest of dynasty, the man, dynasty. dynasty. Yep, good stuff there on the defensive line. Will Anderson, sixty percent of snaps. Jonathan Greenard, fifty nine. Nothing crazy there. Over on the Jaguars at safety, Cisco, hundred percent of snaps. That's normal. Rayshon Jenkins, ninety eight percent. That's normal. Linebacker, Foyer, 100% of snaps. That's normal. This is not, though. Devin Lloyd down to 75. Muma up to 34. We saw this same shit last year. Yeah, and it makes no sense because then you just had Lloyd. Had a great game. Set us up for a good freaking smack in the mouth this week because I think he did shit comparably. And as long as you're moving Muma in, and now we see this here, Man, he's dropping down the list again, and I'm regretting the shares I do have of him. I, I think the move here is, is sit Lloyd, go with someone else, grab Muma if you can, because we saw this exact same thing happen last year, and Muma ended up displacing him for a good couple few games. 
All right, and then on the defensive line, we're looking good. Josh Allen was back this week, 70% of snaps. Trayvon Walker, 84%. Anything else on the Jags? I can tell you one thing. I got Trayvon Walker on my waiver wire list for deeper leagues because he kind of cooled off after the first of the year, but uh, or the first game of the year. And uh, this week, if I remember right, they have a super strong matchup versus... Atlanta. Yes. Get Trevon Walker and Josh Allen in your lineups. Yeah. Yeah. They should feast this week. Plus that's great playing time. 80, whatever it is. 84% of snaps at defensive end is pretty good. That's Texans Jags. Let's move on to Miami Denver. This was an absolute and total bloodbath. We'll start with the Broncos. So uh, Justin Simmons, rare occasion, but it does happen. He wasn't active this last week. He had a streak of three plus years where he didn't miss a game, but he has finally missed a game. Uh, it was Turner dash yell. Y E L L was the replacement for Simmons. So that's your move. If you need a one game replacement, if Simmons is inactive again, uh, Kareem Jackson also played hundred percent of snaps at safety at linebacker, Alex Singleton, 89%. Josie Jewell was injured. Drew Sanders is the replacement and played 60% of snaps. Any interest in that Gary drew Sanders? Dynasty leagues, especially because of Joel, the position itself. I mean, if you're a Joel owner, he's got a huge injury history. We're not, it's like handcuffing a running back. So in deeper leagues, you got to think about it. I'm impressed with how the line has done as an overall group this year. We actually have some guys producing and it's not just Zach Allen. I another guy named Monty Bolo or so. Then you have Cooper, uh, and then Gregory took a huge hit after a large game last week. Frank Clark is still hurt. Um, it's a it's a really interesting situation. I'm going to think that Randy Gregory and Frank Clark aren't going to work out at all this year. And I think that we're going to have these no names just keep keep spreading this out. Yeah, it's certainly trending that way, right? I mean, if you look at overall record, uh, it's it's you know at this at this pace, uh, the Broncos will be swirling the toilet shortly, and when that happens, they they start playing these younger guys and seeing what they got in them. So that's definitely a possibility. You did mention the defensive line, Zach Allen, seventy percent of snaps, Gregory down to forty seven percent, as you mentioned. Jonathan Cooper, 75%. So uh, that's what we got on Denver. What's that? Your computer has another virus? Well, my friend, you need help to stop your obsession with the dirty O. All of this searching for air yards and yards after catch and blah, blah, blah. Stop your dirty O obsession by searching for the IDP Pro Players Podcast instead and focus on the other side of the balls. I, I mean ball. The crew on the IDP Pro Players Podcast care about you and your technology by holding true to their no dirty O mantra. Every week, Gary and John bring you the IDP content you need to save your rosters and dominate your league while avoiding the dirty O. So save your technology by tuning into the IDP Pro Players Podcast with your longtime and totally unoffensive veteran hosts, Johnny the Greek and Gary the IDP Tipster. Follow them on Twitter at capital I, capital D, capital P, R O. One word at the IDP Pro Players Pod. Okay, over on Miami, 
Everyone got to rest. It was 70 to 20. This game was over by halftime. Everyone got to rest, so no one should be freaked out by any of the snaps. It, it is what it is. Jalen Phillips is the only real issue right now. He re-injured himself early in this game. With that in mind, Van Stinkle saw a little bump, and Emmanuel Agba saw a bump, but that was more just due to the blowout, I believe. Kind of wild. I did the waiver wire show with Emerson Berry for face-off last week, and I brought up how I put Nick Chubb on here so I could watch him fail. <laughs> Isn't that just harsh? I know it's harsh. but And Mr. Van Stinkle, he's a little bit less stinky this year. <laughs> yeah, you know me and my nicknames. They, uh, I never change. Eddie Jackson's been good before. I still, still call him skid marks. <laughs> well, it makes sense because they earn it. <clears throat> right. All right, so we're looking good in uh, Miami. They, they literally just need to play a team that they're not going to beat by 50 to keep all their starters in, and we'll be okay. What is up, guys? SGPM Football Doc here, and we are kicking off another top three IDP injuries of the week. We, NFL Week 3 is wrapped up, and we are officially heading into NFL week four so let's go ahead and take a look at some of the biggest injuries we have going into the week we're gonna go go ahead and start off with chiefs linebacker nick bolton so he was ruled out for this game in week three he picked up an ankle injury uh, in week two against the jacksonville jaguars biggest thing here is he didn't practice all week so not only was he ruled out for week three against the bears which they obviously didn't need him but he did not pick up any practices. So it was originally called day-to-day. The injury wasn't deemed as serious, which means me to believe it's more of the low ankle sprain, kind of inversion, lateral ankle sprain, typical ankle sprain we typically think of, which is more of a weak injury, doesn't really get into the months. But the fact that he did not practice at all last week tells me that this may be a little bit more of a serious injury than they're leading on. Now, we'll definitely have to see what his practice participation is next week. He definitely has a shot to return, but I would expect him to be at least limited next week. Typically, with a low ankle sprain, you would think they would at least be doing some limited practices. It's more to like a one- to three-week injury. So we'll have to see on Bolton there. Then, Charger safety Derwin James. Derwin James was ruled out of the game last week, but seems he picked up a hamstring injury. Now, he downplayed it, said that, you know, it's nothing to worry about day-to-day. Uh, Chargers aren't going to give us any updates until Wednesday. But hamstring injuries are concerning. They're definitely an injury you do not want to pick up because they're hard to rehab. Especially in season, it's one of those injuries where it feels better before it's actually healed. So a player can mistakenly think, oh, I'm ready to go. And then they try to go full speed and boom, a re-injury half. So they're high re-injury risk, the difficulty at rehab. It's an injury you really don't like one of your guys to pick up during the season. Expecting it to be mild, but even a mild injury with that re-injury risk can become a big problem. So definitely something to monitor, a little bit of a red flag there for Derwin James. And we're going to wrap it up with Miami Dolphins defensive lineman Jalen Phillips. Jalen Phillips also picked up an injury last week and wound up being ruled out for the game. So he did pick up an oblique injury. So an oblique strain typically is more of a one to three week injury. It really just depends on severity there. It was called minor. He's being called day to day. Not a ton of updates. Uh, you know, as we saw that Jalen Waddle had an oblique injury and it took him three weeks to recover. Now the Miami Dolphins said they were being overly cautious with that injury. So I don't expect it to be that long. But we could definitely see Phillips miss one game here. Again, practice participation. It's one of those injuries where it's just going to hurt to rotate, that rotation, that oblique movement. And when you play defensive line, that happens all the time. You're going to get twisted, turned around. you got to try to make your moves, get by the offensive lineman there. So that oblique injury is definitely going to limit him a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised if they sit him maybe one game and then he comes back. But I would not expect Jalen Phillips to be out for a long period of time. All right, guys. 
Thanks for listening. You can go ahead and find me on the X or TikTok at SGPN Football Talk. Go ahead and give me a follow. Get all your injury updates, all your IDP news, and have a great week. Let it ride, baby. Moving on to Vikings and Chargers. Let's start with the Chargers. You know, water is wet, fire burns things, and Derwin James gets hurt every year. Uh, JT Woods is the replacement. Yeah, I'm not quite so sure I'll be going there. Um, I mean, he got a lot of playing time with one tackle. The guy to get here, if you're going to, you know, look at the Chargers as uh, the best replacement at safety, Gilman. Definitely true. It looks like Gilman may have uh, shifted up his role or responsibility a little bit after Derwent went down. But uh, Gilman had normal snaps. He's looking good. At linebacker, uh, no Kendricks again this week, inactive. So Nick Nieman was in. Even though Dion Henley, the rookie, was active, he only played special teams. So Nick Nieman is still the backup when Kendricks is out. Kenneth Murray played 100% of snaps as the other linebacker. On the defensive line, Khalil Mack, 79% of snaps. Uh, Joey Bosa, only 34%, second week in a row, under 40% of snaps. Not good. And then the new guy, Tui. Puluatu. I have no idea how you say this name, but he's all over social media. He had 10 pressures in that game against the Vikings, and uh, he's the new hotness. They, they think this is the guy that's going to stay healthy and be across from Cleo Mack. What do you think? I was right there. I was about ready to add him to my waiver wires this week, man. I mean, I, I, it, I'm probably just like everybody else. How in the hell drop on Joey Boza? It's crazy, right? It's crazy. But it's year after year with this. He's had one healthy season that I can remember. The easy answer to that is is don't draft him. Yep, same. Yeah, I don't have many shares. Uh, So that's the Chargers. Moving over to the Vikings. Safety looking good. Cameron Bynum, 100% of snaps. Still hot. Harrison Smith, 95% of snaps. Still not hot. At linebacker, Hicks, 100%. That looks good. Pace, 62%. That's about normal. Josh Metellus still playing as a third safety hybrid type role, 95% of snaps. He did get dinged towards the end of this one, so we'll keep an eye on that. On the pass rush, DJ Wanham, 89% of snaps. Uh, And Daniel Hunter, 92%. Anything that sticks out here. Uh, Did you hit the IDL? Uh, No. Fire away. We should talk about Harrison Phillips, definitely. Exactly. All right, he returned to his roots right when I picked his ass up at a good matchup last week after busting it out for two weeks. And what's he do? He goes back to Phillips that we know. He did play plenty. He was in for 77% of snaps. Uh, and it is defensive tackle. You know, it's not an every week position. But yeah, I hear you, man. That did happen. It just bites a little bit worse when I, I bit in. All right, so that's the Vikings, that's the Chargers. Let's move on to Patriots-Jets. Starting with the Patriots, Kyle Duggar, 100% of snaps. That's normal, weird, but normal. Uh, Juwan Bentley, 100% of snaps, third week in a row. That's super weird, uh, but it, it, it it's what's happening. Uh, Gerbil Peppers, 95% of snaps. Uh, that's also normal for this season. On the pass rush, Matt Judon, 67%, huge week. Uh, Dietrich Wise, 63%. Uche is still down around 41%. Looks like Dietrich Wise is the only one that's going to hold steady on his rotational snap count. 
Let's look at the Jets. They are a model of stability. Uh, CJ Mosley, 100% of snaps. Whitehead, 100% of snaps. Tony Adams was inactive this week and injured. Adrian Amos replaced him at safety, second week in a row, 100% of snaps. Uh, Quincy Williams, 96%. That's normal. Quinnen Williams, 68%. That's normal. On the defensive line, John Franklin Myers, 65%. And Jermaine Johnson, 61%. Anything stick out on the Jets? Uh, I was really hoping Jermaine Johnson would show up last week and uh, prove that we have some kind of potential pass rust coming out of here. I think we can exit left on that. He didn't really live up to the matchup there. I'm not quite sure what would have went left, but we're going to make him earn it. Jordan Whitehead, we caught him a breakout and was talking about it. He's definitely pulling through. Keep an eye on Tony Adams. If you're familiar with the Amos name, it's because he was a starter in Green Bay for a long time. He actually lost this position. Coming into the season, week one, Tony Adams, an unknown, he's out there. Uh, he's just injured at the moment, and if you get too relaxed with Amos, the next thing you know, you're going to have Tony Adams playing, and and Amos is going to let you down. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, we got to remember who the real starters are as these injuries pile up. That's it's a challenge, but we have to because uh, because of, of that reason exactly. You'll start a guy that doesn't play and take a zero, and we don't want that. Uh, all right, let's move on to Bills and Commanders. So Buffalo Bills, everyone rested, nothing unusual, and the Commanders scored three points. So everyone that's upset with Matt Milano this week, chill out. He didn't play anywhere close to his normal amount of snaps, and the Commanders put up zero offense of any kind. He'll be fine. Well, yeah, if I was Matt Milano and you're in that situation, I'd just kind of back off and let Bernard run around and act like that crazy-ass dude. Man, that guy is killing it. He sucks, but he's killing it. Productive, productive by default. We say it all the time. Right, right. Yep, absolutely. So, yeah, not everyone got to eat on the Bills this week. There were some splash plays that helped out, but the tackle floor was just not there, really. They'll be okay, though. Playing time, nothing unusual. One of their defensive linemen, uh, the one that starts with an E, Oh, uh, Ep- Epinesa. Yep. He had a good game. Don't chase it. The rotation's still there. He just happened to be the lucky guy this week. Yep. True that. <clears throat> All right. So bills are looking good. Nothing crazy there. Heading on over to the commanders. Uh, same that we've been seeing this year so far, Cody Farton Barton, hundred percent of snaps, Jamin Davis, 78% uh, at linebacker safety, uh, forest, hundred percent curl, hundred percent. That's normal. Defensive line, Jonathan Allen, 82%. Deron Payne, 79%. That's normal. Chase Young, 79%. Montez Sweat, 72%. Uh, All right, let's move on to Panthers, Seahawks. So we've got some shenanigans with the Panthers going on in the secondary. Xavier Woods hurt. Sam Franklin replacement at safety. Chin did not see a bump with this, which is batshit crazy in my mind. He only played 77% of snaps. What the hell? Right. You got Woods going down and they're not increasing him, but they're giving Sam Franklin all those snaps, which did produce big red flag. What do you do? You drop his ass real quick. 
Yeah, Chin, I don't think is going to pan out. That's for sure. Uh, also, more injuries uh, at linebacker. Frankie Luva was hurt. Deion Jones, though, is a replacement. So very good replacement. Uh, he did not play a ton of snaps, but, you know, Luvu got hurt late in this one. But uh, that that's not a bad replacement. What do you think? Deion Jones for a week or two? Yeah, I definitely wouldn't look at him like I would look at Luvu playing. Luvu is going from the edge to inside linebacker. He, he's kind of like a Mark, Micah Parsons type. So he he's going to get some sacks. Deion Jones, you put him in there and try to get him to get a sack, dude's going to get broke. Speaking of tackle floor guys, so Shaq Thompson done for the season. Camu Grugier-Hill, the replacement, only played 67% of snaps, and this was a close game. There was no reason to rest. He's not injured. So limited upside on Camu Grugier-Hill if you picked him up. Von Bell, 100% of snaps. Chin, as mentioned previously, only 77%. One more line of Panthers here. Derek Derek Brown, 83% of snaps. Brian Burns, 68%. Justin Houston, 49%. So looking normal on the defensive line. Heading on over to the Seahawks, Bobby Wagner, 100% of snaps. Jordan Brooks, up to 80%. He's slowly moving in the right direction. Julian Love, 85%. Quandre Diggs, 85%. So both safeties down a little bit. I think that's got to be maybe a game script thing. And then Uchenna Nuosu, 73%. Welcome back to another week of the Dirty O IDP Throwdown, where Jake and I have been going toe-to-toe each week, making four picks uh, on either side of the ball, just hoping to beat regular statistical averages and hopes to score a point for each player each week. What do you got, Jake? All right, starting at the defensive interior, I got uh, Jaron Reed. 11 pressures, four hits, and five hurries this year. And he gets a very favorable matchup against the Giants. I think this is a a situation where that weak interior of that offensive line allows us to fire up the sack machine again for Jaron Reed. Then on the edge, Randy Gregory uh, coming off a real shellacking against the Dolphins. The whole defense looked poor. uh, But again, another favorable matchup against the Bears O-line where those tackles are leaking pressures constantly. Uh, Gregory showed us some pop two weeks ago. Um, I think he's able to find a a bounce-back game against the Bears here and get back in the sack column. Uh, At linebacker, Henry To'o To'o, great name to say, Um, but I think even a great play for us here this week as well. Um, Got a chance with Denzel Perryman out, but was already showing us that he was out-snapping second-year man Christian Harris. Uh, Houston gets the Steelers in week four in an offense with a little bit of up and downs. I think To'o To'o finds his role as LB2 and notches a solid eight-plus tackle game for us. Uh, and on the back end of the defense, we got Kayvon Wallace for the Cardinals. Um, has a clear stronghold as the box safety, uh, especially with Buda Baker on IR for that team. He's shown that he can be a tackle machine as well. And against the 49ers offense that has been moving the ball pretty well at will, I think there should be a lot of work for Kayvon Wallace, and he's going to do us proud with an eight-tackle game. Who you got on the offensive side, Axon? I've got quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo going up against the L.A. Chargers. The Chargers have been pretty generous to quarterbacks. They've been a bottom five uh, defense in terms of uh, fantasy points allowed to the position. Uh, We're just kind of trying to beat a 25 pass attempt, 193-yard average. Pretty easy for him to surpass, considering he just got Jacoby Myers back and uh, Devontae Adams is, is just a target hog. So I think this could be a pretty easy floor for him to beat in week four, granted that he plays. 
up next at the running back position, I'm looking at Najee Harris, another one of those guys who is, in my opinion, one of the more, I don't want to say elite, but he's one of the better performers at his position or always has been as, as far as uh, his time in the league goes. Uh, but to this point in the season, he really just hasn't performed like we are used to. They've been going down a lot early in games, so there really hasn't been a lot of rushing in this Pittsburgh offense, but I think they can kind of pick it up this week against a Houston defense who's allowed running backs or starting running backs anyways to go for 80-plus rushing yards the last couple of weeks. I think this could be a great chance for him to beat that eight-carry, 37-yard average. Wide receiver, we're looking at A.J. Brown against the Washington Commanders. Uh, He's kind of another one of those guys that's just got really high upside but hasn't really been performing up to uh, quite those standards. We're just looking to beat a 55-yard average. I think if he can get into the end zone in this week, I think that would be an easy point for us. So uh, we're just kind of hoping that he can get back on track this season. At the tight end position, to wrap it up, we're going with Travis Kelsey. He's another one of those guys. He missed the first week due to a knee injury, but the last couple of weeks he hasn't really popped off quite like we expect. He scored a couple of touchdowns, uh, one in each week but he's got a low 40-yard average. So I think if he can get in the end zone, a time or even two is not anywhere out of the realm of possibilities for Travis Kelsey and beat that 40-yard average. I think this ought to be an easy one for him this week going up against uh, the New York Jets who have been actually surprisingly generous to the tight end position so far this year. So we're going with Travis Kelsey at the tight end position. And uh, that's going to wrap us up, guys. We'll see you back here next week for our Week 5 Picks. Moving on to the not how about them Cowboys. Jesus Christ, what a game. Uh, let's start with Dallas. <laughs> That's well-deserved. What Usually in these gimme games, make a bet uh, against Dallas so that if they lose these games they should win, I at least make money. And th- I didn't do it this week. I thought it was for sure a win, so I didn't bother. <laughs> about the same kind of luck this weekend, uh, I took Landry and Simmons against Cleveland. It allows like top five edge and interior production. And everybody produced. The production was there. Everybody around them got a sack. They got three sacks, but it was not Simmons. No, I am, So, yeah, I, I took the big one on that one, man. So, Leighton Vanderesh, 100% of snaps at linebacker. J. Ron Curse, 100% at safety. Uh, safety. Donovan Wilson, first week back from injury, only 52% of snaps. Malik Hooker, 92% of snaps. For one, I don't know why Curse is still out there on some waiver wires when I go sorting through at different levels. The guy's wearing the green dot, and I know that he's just been okay. But man, that consistency in some deeper leagues, I don't I don't see how he's out there on any waiver wires. I, I think the guy's gonna like pick it up probably starting this week with that matchup. But Donovan Wilson, he'll be replacing Hooker, Hooker, whatever his name is, probably by next week with uh, that ninety percent snaps and and Hooker will probably fall back down where he belongs as the third safety. We saw that last year. That is true. That will very likely happen. All right. On the pass rush, Parsons, 90% of snaps. Demarcus Lawrence, 67%. Dorrance Armstrong, Sam Williams, Dante Fowler, all those guys, all under 40% of snaps. That makes sense. Arizona did not pass much. They just ran the ball right down our goddamn throats, and we couldn't do a thing about it, uh, which is probably going to happen this week, too, with the Patriots coming to town. Can't wait. 
I can't believe I had to fail Vanderish because he didn't quite live up to this matchup in my waiver wires on his third week. I think he only ended up with like a couple of tackles and an assist maybe. And they was running the ball down their throats. Damn. Yeah, it makes no sense. LV was in perfect position to have a huge game. I don't get it. Over at uh, cornerback, obviously, Trayvon Diggs done for the season. Jerron Bland is the direct replacement. And then I've seen a lot of people picking up Oziggy Zua at defensive tackle, 54% of snaps, and he's not an every-week guy. He's just had a couple big weeks. Heading over to Arizona, Zayvon Collins injured, led better, got the bump. That is not a guy you need to pick up. Kazir White, 100% of snaps. Kevon Wallace, 100% of snaps. Jalen Thompson, 99% of snaps. That all looks good. Chris Barnes was in for Josh Woods, who was inactive. Chris Barnes also got hurt. I have no earthly idea who's behind him. We're we're getting to inception levels of linebacker depth now, so I don't even want to screw with it. That's tough. I did not realize Chris Barnes got hurt. I don't think it's serious, but he definitely got dinged towards the end of the game. I saw a cue on him and looked it up today. Hopefully, Woods is back and we don't have to deal with it next week. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think that they'll... Play Woods like they play Barnes. I don't think that he impressed enough that first week because it's kind of odd. After he goes down, all of a sudden, then Barnes has a lot better looking snap counts. So Mm. if Barnes is out, I'm avoiding the shit out of it and getting all the white I can. Yep. Good move there. We'll keep an eye on that one. And then uh, Dennis Gardeck was down to 43% of snaps. I don't think we need to worry about that. That was game script uh, related in all likelihood. And I actually Googled how to pronounce this name, D-I-M-U-K-E-J-E, and I'll be damned. Of course, I can't remember. But the guy actually had a uh, really good upside game. He produced. So just something to keep in mind. This guy is out of nowhere. He does have some potential. I read up on his reports. Just not necessarily that much right now. All right, moving on to Chiefs and Bears. We'll start with the Bears. So Jaquan Brisker, back healthy, 99% of snaps, looking good. Uh, Hicks, Elijah Hicks, was in for Eddie Jackson, uh, replacement safety, 100% of snaps uh, until Jackson gets back from injury. Uh, At linebacker, we had a flip-flop. TJ Edwards, 97% of snaps. Tremaine Edmonds, 73%. It was the exact opposite last week. What the hell do you make of that? Just trying to make it work. We have mentioned it. They're not real super happy up in that area about the performances up to this point. So I guess they're just messing with it to get it done. Yeah, yeah, it definitely smells of they're just throwing shit at the wall to see what sticks. That's for sure. On the pass rush, Ngakwe, 62% of snaps. And then Jack Sanborn sticking around with 32% of snaps. Uh, So uh, nothing real crazy on the Bears. We'll keep an eye on that linebacker situation. Uh, For the Chiefs, nothing to worry about. Everyone got to rest because it was a massacre, and Nick Bolton was inactive. Drew Tranquil came in, had a pretty nice game. Yeah, the only thing I'm going to get ready to do after we get done here that I hadn't done yet was drop my Willie Gay. Mm, Yeah, he was down to 40-something percent of snaps. uh, Part of that, I think, was uh, just the blowout, but that's not good regardless. And we'll finish up here with Steelers and Raiders. Start with the Steelers side of things. Uh, TJ Watt, 82% of snaps. Alex Highsmith, 72%. Larry Ogunjobi, 68% on the defensive line. We're looking good there. At linebacker, it's still a shit show. Cole Holcomb, 74%. Quan Alexander, 65%. Elated Roberts, 24%. 
that's a mess. And then at safety, half of it's a mess. Minka Fitzpatrick, 100% of snaps. Demonte Casey, 74%. Keanu Neal, 57%. So I'm really starting to think that it wasn't Edmonds playing safety for the Pittsburgh for the last four years in the box. It's strong safety. Considering what I've seen, because KZ recorded, what, one tackle? It must be the position, right? Yeah, did the, did not feel like a super productive position when Edmonds had it, and it's still going like that, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, obviously the linebackers are still a mess. We'll, we'll see if anything comes out of that. Yeah, it's real tough to even talk about that. You don't know what's happening, but it definitely looks like Holcomb. Uh, they might have figured out that he's not a 100% guy. The Raiders at linebacker were still looking good. Robert Spillane, 100% of snaps. Divine Diablo, 84%. That's normal. At safety, Marcus Epps was back up to 100% of snaps. Trayvon Morig stayed at 100% of snaps. That's pretty normal. At defensive line, Crosby, still a monster. 95% of snaps as a defensive end, which is batshit crazy. Uh, Tyree Wilson down to 18%. And... Malcolm Kuntz with the second most defensive end snaps. Any thoughts there? Yeah, apparently the rookie is not getting it done across from Max Crosby. I mean, that that, that kid's going to need some development. That's what happens with rookie hype. Um, Moreg and Spillane. I had the enjoyment of actually sticking him on there my week one when I was guessing my waiver wires. Those two are the first two to complete the three Weak cycle, rule of thumb. Believe it or not, at whatever level they're producing in your leagues, they have consistency. Yep, we look for that. Yep, three weeks of consistency is a real good barometer, no doubt. Uh, all right, and then obviously as we're recording, we've got Tampa Bay, Philly, Rams, and Cincy going on, and I just wrote down some things here real quick. Tampa Bay, the only issue was Devin White was questionable. He's playing. He's having a monster game. He's fine. Uh, Philly, last time we saw them, it was Cunningham and Morrow. We'll have to see what the linebackers are next episode. Rams, no issues. Cincy, no issues. Anything from those four teams that you think uh, we might want to keep an eye on? Injuries. <laughs> Injuries, yes. That's all. That's about all it is. It's like it, it, it's playing triage football. This is true, my friend. But, uh, yeah, we're hanging in there three weeks in, and uh, it's already a massacre. Last-minute update right before we go here. Jamal Dean, if you're a corner guy, apparently his shoulder is questionable to come back. And Justin Evans, of course, for Philadelphia, questionable with a neck. I don't know if these guys have made it back in the game, but uh, Justin Evans was just getting some momentum. Yeah, that's too bad, man. Um, yeah, no, he's out, out. One, one tackle assist on the game with two minutes left in the fourth. He's done. Shit. Man, oh, man. But, yeah, we'll, we'll keep an eye on everything. We'll keep you guys informed, and uh, we'll do the best we can, right? That's all we can do. None of us can predict the future. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Have another great week. Good luck, and we'll see you same time, same place. Take care. Make sure you check out that merch store at SGPN because I'll tell you what, man. If you've got kids, you and your kid can wear a DGN shirt.